0: Hey everybody, this is Nick from the QTB podcast. Wanted to issue a quick correction to the episode that you are about to hear literally as we were recording it. Microsoft came out and issued a correction to their plans to change the pricing model for Xbox Live Gold. Uh, Previously, they were going to increase the monthly cost a little bit, but also get rid of the year-long subscription cards that you could buy for about $5 per month in stores. They have since announced they are reversing the decision. And they will not change the pricing. And also they are planning to make it so that free-to-play games will no longer require an Xbox Live Gold membership to play on Xbox consoles. And they said in their statement that they messed up today and that we were right to let them know. Connecting and playing with friends is a vital part of gaming and we failed to meet the expectations of players who count on it every day. As a result, we have decided not to change Xbox Live Gold pricing. So absolutely kudos to Microsoft for making this happen. You know, they didn't have to do that. And for them to retract and pull that back literally in the same day or in the same couple of days that this story had broken to listen to community feedback and decide, you know what? Not only are we not going to change the pricing, we're also going to do a complete 180 and make it so that free-to-play games no longer require that monthly subscription. Now, obviously, Microsoft knew that we were about to air this podcast and decided, oh, we better completely reverse course before uh, the QTB guys talk about it. So you're welcome, everybody, for making uh, free-to-play games free, but (laughs) in all seriousness, uh, Integrity Move from Microsoft. Uh, This is a rare thing to see such a large company do. to not only reverse course, but also offer a little bit more uh, to their player base. So on that note, please enjoy the podcast
1: get ready to quit the bill (laughs) the qtb crew is rounding up all the gaming news and hot topics of the week with a little extra something and here are your hosts
2: bruno and nick what it do i'm bruno and with me as always is my childhood friend and co-host ovaltine jenkins aka nick how you doing buddy
0: don't forget to drink your oval team, kids. <laughs>
2: Don't forget to drink it. And we got a special guest today as well, Brad from Brad's Beers. Uh, how you doing, Brad?
1: What it do, Bruno? What it do, Nick? Glad to be back. Glad to be hanging out with you guys. It's the weekend. I'm just glad to be here.
2: Awesome. I am so glad we've got Team QTB just hitting up the podcast all the time we are we are we have so many more guests to bring on but Brad's already set up and he's just been he he was such an awesome guest to have last time we were, we thought let's just bring him on again so there you go welcome Brad so glad to have you and so glad to be back on this uh, weekend part of the Quit the Build podcast. Hope everyone's doing good. Nick, what's going on this week? What do we got? What is, what's, what's been going on in, in Nicktown?
0: Well, it's been, you know, I've been, uh, like I, like I've been talking about on my crusade to kind of finish up some games and I finally made some headway. I, uh, knocked out, uh, what's uh, Star Wars, uh, Jedi, uh, Fallen Order yesterday. Nice. Got, got nice. her done. Got her done. Always feels good. Um, Awesome. How was that?
2: How did you like the full experience?
0: It was great. Um, It it was a lot of fun. In in a lot of ways, it felt like being in a Star Wars movie, a great narrative, great. uh, The motion capture on the acting was great. Um, Big twist at the end that I won't spoil, but definitely made it worth getting there. The ending fell a little bit flat. I wasn't huge on the combat. Um, It was a little, you know, those action type games where you rely on timing windows and parrying, you know, with boss battles can be a little grating, but uh, it, yeah, was, yeah, it was yeah. it was a, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I got managed to uh, pile drive through it.
2: Yeah, Brad, what about you? Have you played any of the uh, Star Wars Star Wars games from EA, like Battle Battlefront or Jedi Fallen Order, anything like that?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, the last one I played, I think I played both Battlefront and Battlefront 2. So, nice. uh, you know, I really haven't had a chance and a throwback to the, uh, the the names escaping me. But there was one when, you know, Xbox was pushing the Kinect. There was a they launched it with a Star Wars game where you kind of like your <laughs> movements jived with your, your Jedi character. And so it's been a few years. But every time I get a chance to play one of the Star Wars games, like you said, Nick, the narrative, I, I fall in love, and and it's one of the few narrative based games that really keeps my my attention going.
2: Yeah, yeah. What is that? What is that game, Nick? <laughs> you you <laughs> chuckled like <laughs> you knew. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> like I you know. had firsthand experience with this. What is your firsthand experience with this Star Wars Connect game that Brad mentioned?
0: It's not even firsthand experience. I just know that so many YouTubers have covered it. I think that was the game that was like a collection of Star Wars games. Like like mini games, and the one that people like completely threw people off was that Han, not 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 Han Solo, but like the Star Wars um, dancing game, where like you were dancing to like these like fully like like pimped out tracks, Um, and one was like, "I'm Han Solo, I'm Han Solo," (laughs) and it's like like legit like dance moves, and you got to keep up with it, and no one no one saw that coming. I don't I that happened. It it didn't get good reviews.
2: I can already tell we're gonna get a copyright strike from that one because that ah. that banger right there yeah. uh, Han Solo I mean who doesn't who isn't listening to that on Spotify right exactly that's just, that's, that's on at the top of everyone's playlist. I mm-hmm. have no clue this game that you guys are mentioning but now mm-hmm. that you've said that there's like youtubers out there making content around this I feel like I need to go and see something see this you need to send me something send me
0: something good absolutely (laughs) many of the blunders of connect have been well documented by the the youtube community
2: that sounds like a really good a really good blog article or topic for the for the website just something Mm -hmm. to do with how connect was supposed to be great but wasn't
0: (laughs) yeah yeah just just straight up was not Well, speaking of uh, Microsoft products, I guess we can talk about our first big article for today, Uh, and that is well, it's it's about the cost of Xbox Live. So, and specifically Xbox Live Gold. So, I'm sure you know that we have two separate services that Xbox now offers as an online offering, and one of is Xbox Live Gold, which gives you simply access to play online games. It's been there for a very long time. Um, since way back in the Xbox 360 days, um, where you had to have that monthly subscription in order to access any kind of online game. Now, uh, they, of course, spun that off with the Xbox Game Pass that then came later um, that gave you access to all of those games. Well, of course, those two ultimately merged into Xbox uh, Game Pass Ultimate, which gives you access to both Gold and the Game Pass, right? Yep, yep, So that. despite that... Both offerings have still been offered individually for people that maybe wanted the Game Pass but didn't want to play online, or wanted to play online but didn't want the Game Pass. Now, right now, you know you can get uh, Game Pass Ultimate for 15 bucks a month, but definitely a, a interesting price spike occurred or is about to occur. Uh, for just buying Xbox Live Gold. Um, They made the announcement that they're going to be bumping up the subscription to $11 a month in the coming weeks. Previously, it was $10 a month. Now, the reason why I'm saying that the price doubled is because you used to be able to go into like a Walmart or a GameStop, Amazon, and purchase a card that would give you a year's worth of Xbox Live Gold for $60 essentially giving it to you for 5 bucks a month that is yeah, yeah. also going to be discontinued so if if you really only like Xbox Live Gold and you do not want the, the Game Pass you best get yourself out to a GameStop right quick because once those cards are gone they're most likely going to be gone and replaced by half a year of Xbox Live Gold for the same price of 60 bucks effectively doubling the price for people that were getting it that way wow okay yeah.
2: that's a lot to unpack Brad you said you mentioned earlier that you actually use the card method and go in and grab the the full year for for 60 bucks so as someone who's mainly using this cuz i myself Am uh, part of the Xbox Ultimate, so I get Game Pass and uh, Xbox Live Gold with you know for one price. So f- to me, it's like okay, well, this is this doesn't affect me personally, but as somebody who does use this, what do you think?
1: It's kind of a shocker. I mean, I feel like a lot of times when these this news breaks, you have a little bit of time to plan ahead. I feel like this just came out of the blue. So. You know, for me, you know, Nick, I'm like you, I'm a, I'm a recently new dad. Mm-hmm. And so I've found that recently my gaming time has gone down a bit, right? I still find time, we get together, we play, we have a good time. Right. But, you know, that really, in some ways, makes it hard to get the full value of the Game Pass. I would love to explore all the games that are available there. I just don't have the time. But I still want to be able to gra- get online and play with you guys, and be able to whether it's Fortnite or whatever game we're playing, and we're you know working together. I need the ga- I need Xbox Live Gold to play online. So I, I, maybe I'm a niche customer now, but I, I still feel like there's value in being able to have the gold at, at a fairly reasonable price without forcing myself into getting the ultimate or getting which includes the game pass, and so. Yeah, I'm probably, you know, with a mask on gonna go hit the GameStop tomorrow and see if I can stock up on two, three,
2: or four of those cards. That way I can, Mm -hmm. you know, uh sit on that for a couple years. Yeah, that's that's I mean, I think there's a lot of value from the game from the game pass. I think it's the best offering out there in terms of a actual game service that You get on-demand games simply because it has EA Play connected to it. So, that right there is like a huge selling point for the Game Pass. But you're right, we're talking about two separate things here. The Game Pass is separate than Xbox Live Gold. So, my and and I'll preface this with saying that we haven't had a price increase or a par- price hike for 10 years regarding like Xbox Live Gold. So, it's been around this price for a long time. So it's not that it's not justified, but one always wonders, what more am I getting out of this with an increase in price? And I think we're starting to see that with the studios that Microsoft is buying. I think the their approach to locking down a a third party exclusive is less about licensing a particular game and more so about, well, we're going to own the entire studio. So I think that's why we're seeing a price increase for Xbox Live Gold. Nick, what do you think? Do you agree? Or do you think there's something else that maybe we're not seeing?
0: I think this is going to be the penultimate move to just get rid of Xbox Live Gold entirely. I think some mm. people at the the higher ups at Microsoft crunched the numbers and decided, yeah, there are people like Brad still out there that just want that that gold, you know access. Um and you're right, we haven't increased the price, but we're not quite ready to take that leap and say, "Hey, fifteen bucks a month, we offer this one thing. you get everything with it. you can take it or leave it. Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of where they're at is they're 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 not quite ready to make that that merge but there was a lot of talk for a while when, when speculation was running high about you know what was going to happen with Xbox Live Gold with the the next gen of consoles coming out and I know for a while people were talking about um Xbox Live Gold being just phased out entirely Um, And not, you know, whether that meant you could play games for free online, nobody really knew. But that being said, it's very difficult to have somebody like Brad is saying, who is going to is going to say, okay, well, I'm going to pay $11 a month for Xbox Live Gold. And they're constantly going to dangle that carrot in front of that person and say, hey for just a couple bucks more a month you can have access to all these games mm. and they will let you do that i can uh, speaking from experience because i had an xbox live gold account previously i saw that they added tetris effects uh, connected on there which is an amazing tetris experience that i recommend to anybody that's into those music rhythm type games um it's 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 something to it's something to play um, and so I said, OK, well, you know, it, they said, well, you have gold, but for another like couple bucks, you know, you can upgrade it to uh, ultimate. So that that option is always going to be there. And I think they know and the statistics you are showing them that once somebody has upgraded to Game Pass Ultimate from gold, they very rarely go back. And so yeah. they're going to continue to push and push until eventually that's all you have.
2: So I will this will be a quick plug and this is in no way sponsored, but I love Game Pass. I think it's an awesome service to have mainly because it gives me access to a library of games that I can download at any time. So that's number one. So when I'm sitting here browsing through games, not only do I have access to games that maybe I've always wanted to try but never would have bought, Um, I also have access to EA Play and that right there is a huge, huge benefit because there are so many EA games out there. There's FIFA, Madden, the Need for Speed series, Battlefront. Uh, Like you said, uh, Jedi Fallen Order is on there. So with the Game Pass, you get access to all those games, plus you get access to the first party exclusives that Xbox has, like Gears of War 5, the entire Gears of War collection, the entire Halo collection. And you'll also be able to get access to these new titles on day one with the Game Pass. Mm -hmm. So... That's the long play that that Xbox is going for right here. I mentioned this in my my blog article on QuitTheBuild.com called The Future of Xbox Gaming. And basically, it outlines that we're going to be seeing a Netflix-style takeover of Xbox. Xbox in the future is not going to be you're not going to necessarily need a, a console, an Xbox console to play Xbox. I have a feeling that they're trying to move towards this streaming setup. They're already proven that with the Xbox Game Pass app that you can get for Android should be coming later for iOS in 2021. But right now you can game on the go, just like you can with Google Stadia. And I have a feeling that we're going to start to see apps on smart TVs and other devices along the lines of Xbox Game Pass where you can sign in to your smart TV and stream a game from the X Cloud, which is what uh, Xbox calls their cloud system of games. And you'll be able to play with an Xbox controller without actually having a, um, an Xbox right in front of you. That's amazing to me because that means that that's truly i mean think about the 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 vastness of reach that that is Netflix. I mean, you can get Netflix just about anywhere you go and it, even if you're staying at a hotel, oftentimes now there's like apps on the TV where you can sign into your Netflix account. So you're always with it. So I have a feeling that that's what it's that's what Xbox is trying to be. They're not so much worried right now about like, well, we need um an exclusive game to to lure in people. They have a huge library of games and people are only gonna play a new IP for so long. They're gonna go back to the classics that they love. So I don't know, Brad, do you I mean, after that pitch, what do you think about Game Pass?
1: <laughs> oh, I well, don't get me wrong. I think the game pass, and to Nick's point about being at the Penultimate move. I, I really do think eventually that's going to be the only option you have. So, and, and I will be one of those who eventually succumb to that. My, my mind is—is is this also a business move, right? If you think about again what the market is showing, in, in, and I think of cell phones and microtransactions and monthly subscriptions, that's the point. Microsoft saw that they're losing a ton of money on these sixty dollars a year gift cards that make it five dollars a month. Yeah, why not? get everyone onto a monthly subscription service that, that it's just incoming revenue right and it's just constantly built you're constantly build. you're making it, you can project and exponentially grow your revenue you see where it's going and you know what it's going to be the one caveat i see to this and something that microsoft can't control themselves is let's take fortnite for example fortnite just launched their own monthly subscription pass for their game in particular Mm -hmm. So my, my fear is, okay, you talk about it becoming a Netflix style environment where it's all subscription service, you know, streaming, but what happens when everything within that Game Pass has its own tier of subscription? And now all of a sudden you're paying 15 bucks a month for Game Pass, and then you're paying another $11 a month for Fortnite crew, or you have another game that you want to get its battle pass or its subscription service. I could see how this now all of a sudden becomes, you're exponentially spending more money than before, where it was, oh, I'm going to pay sixty bucks for a game and I, I own it, right? So I, I think it's an evolution of not just the platform and the console or moving to a streaming basis, but even how games and, and IP is developed, right? Right? You, you yeah. get more life out of games because games evolve on the on the fly. It's not like you get a disc with a with centered content, then once you work through it, it's over. The games evolve, content evolves. You're going to have microtransactions. It's it's a whole new business environment for the gaming industry.
0: Yeah, it's it's you know I, I've always said this, and I, I still maintain this position, and likely will for a, a very long time. Is that uh, Game Pass is the greatest short-term gaming value in in the market, hands down. There really is no other other element to that conversation, in that at any one one moment, as long as I have Xbox hardware, or even if I don't, because of the streaming functions that you can get on Android, I have immediate access to such a ridiculous library of games, um, with the promise of more content coming out. I mean, if if you really wanted to sit down and play everything that's available on Xbox Game Pass that can be beaten, you know, that isn't a a continuous online service, uh, you you know, you you couldn't, (laughs) you literally couldn't get through all of it. Now, that being said there is going to be a high degree of of games that just aren't going to appeal to you or are more on the along the lines of, you know, borderline shovelware that just got in there. But seeing the quality of the content that's coming out and especially the stuff that's Xbox exclusive, you know, I'm I'm not that much of of a, you know, really crunch the numbers guy, but you really have to wonder how one person paying fifteen dollars in a month to have access to all those games—how they're able to make it work, you know—it's it's all behind NDA. Like we'll never know uh, exactly what those what those numbers look like for the the developers and publishers outside of the Microsoft ecosystem um, that agree to be on Game Pass, you know, for a certain amount of time. Um, you know how how they are able to how Microsoft is able to claim a profit at the end of the day because there's just yeah. so much value that you're getting out of it um, that, you know, it's, it's, it's frankly fascinating. And and I almost wonder, is it, are they taking a loss or are, is their goal to just break even for now to try and build up that user base so that in the future they can start to say, well, we're not, you know, you're not going to see quite as much as you had before, or we're going to tweak a couple aspects of it. 15 bucks to have access to that level of gaming is just, it's absurd.
2: Yeah. And as an aside, a lot of, Companies out there don't really turn a profit. And I'm talking about companies like Twitter um, and a lot of other companies, in, uh, Uber, Uber Eats, all that kind of stuff in, in Silicon Valley don't actually turn a profit because of their business model. It doesn't – there is no return on investment with their current business model. But what is – valuable are the amount of people that are signed up for said service so it's almost like that's what's important is is having the base less having a plan of of whether or not this returns, you know, an investment this particular year, because I think you're right. I think their long term investment is is not showing a a return right now. And we won't see that return for several years down the road. So out of the gate, you could easily say PlayStation 5 is winning this console war because, you know, they're, there there's more hype behind everything PlayStation 5 and it's Xbox isn't in, as in demand but five years down the road when these companies like Bethesda and other other developers are making content and Microsoft has a owns them, so to speak,
0: yeah, they do. they're,
2: they're going to have the say on how that game is released. So this promise of exclusives now might be a temporary promise, because like I said, you know, what's, what's better to, to own the, a third party, license for a a single game or to own the entire company and be able to do whatever you want with it, you know, down the line. So I think that easily we're going to see a change in how people see Xbox as they grow right now. It's probably, it probably seems very weird for people, but I think you both hit the nail on the head with this is the this is the move this is a business move. This is how they get more people to sign up for Game Pass Ultimate. And to your point, Brad, I would say that we do have to worry about individual games having their own season pass. Sea of Thieves just came out with a season pass for their game. They are part of the Xbox Game Pass, so that right there is proof in and of itself that you in order to get some type of content from these games you will have to sign up for a season pass but i think that's the point that the that's the the caveat so to speak is that you don't have to sign up for Fortnite crew you don't have to sign up for the battle pass you can just play the game but they entice you through cosmetics and accessories and that kind of thing to sign up for the their battle pass or their season pass, whatever you want to call it. So I think at that point, it's, you know, once you're paying for the service of having the games – as long as the game isn't forcing you to purchase the Game Pass in order to access the game, then I think you're not treading a water of like, well, now we're getting into, you know, now I've got to pay for Peacock and and Fox has its own streaming channel and CBS mm-hmm. and HBO what is HBO Max? I don't even know. I got There's so you many know. HBOs now. I can't there keep is.
0: up. What do they do?
2: I don't know. I have no clue.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it, it's it, it is frustrating being someone in that kind of position because I I get where you're coming from, Brad. I don't have really the time to suddenly have access to this whole trove of games and be like, oh, I'll try a little of this and a little of that, and you know, and beat this little game that's in in the Game Pass. Like most of my gaming time is already budgeted out. And I know what I'm going to be playing, so. It is frustrating when, you know, every now and then, like, I'll be like, oh, maybe I want to hop into a game of Overwatch or something. Oh, but I haven't uh, re upped my my gold subscription, and now I've got to pay 10 bucks just to have temporary access. Oh, well, while I'm at it, I might as well add on the couple extra bucks and just get the Game Pass anyway. Where it almost feels like you're being upsold to the point of, like, why am I even spending this money? I'm almost having to commit to, you know, playing the Xbox for the next month, um, especially as as someone who's kind of a hybrid gamer myself, where I will dabble in PC gaming and, and Stadia, of course, as well. And both of those don't require any kind of online subscription in order for me to simply access the online services. You know, they're just it's just you have access to it straight away and all the voice you don't have the, the built-in HUD, you know, party chat and that kind of thing or any of the extra little perks like free games that might come with an, a service like Xbox Live Gold. But it is frustrating knowing that, like, hey, if I wanted to just hop on Fall Guys tonight and see what's what's going on over there, you know, I don't have to worry about re-upping a service just to, uh, to take a look.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I completely understand that, uh, especially because I have a PlayStation 4 sitting right next to me, one that I have not turned on in I don't know how long because I don't have their their service and I therefore I can't play those games online. So some of the games I lost access to because I can't play them online, I think one of them was No Man's Sky. You have to have their online service in order to... To be able to play that game. So when there was a massive update for No Man's Sky, I didn't even get to play it on nah. uh, PlayStation because I was just like you. I'm like, I'm not going to re-up just to play that that one game on PlayStation. So, you know, I think that it it's, you know, that's really going to be the crux for... For Xbox, is the amount of content that they have within the Game Pass that's going to make it worth the buy? You know, does it have EA? Does it, do they have a partnership with that? So let's hope that they continue with those partnerships because as we mentioned on the previous uh, episodes, we don't get, uh, we don't get rights to digital content that's why people want physical things so whenever there's digital partnerships or anything like that it's fleeting it could go away at any time in several years down the road we might not have ea play with game pass it might be ubisoft play or whatever you know mm-hmm. so we'll see anyway i think it's some a uh, good time for some word from us take it away us yeah, we're back with the Quit the Bell podcast. Man, wouldn't it be terrible to have to talk like that the entire?
0: <laughs> Who hour, are you? Like,
2: <laughs> what have you done like with in, Bruno? I am um, the the old the old uh, what is that like '90s shock jock radio guy?
0: Q102. It's the Q crew. <laughs>
2: perfect perfect this is exactly what we need (laughs) yeah amazing oh man
0: uh we got more news
2: we do and you know i so here here's the thing our birthdays are coming up in february yeah they are for those that don't know and i was looking online today trying to find myself, maybe, you know, an early birthday present, and I suddenly get this notification on Google that the Xbox Series X is in stock at Best Buy. Oh, my God. So I hop on over to Best Buy, Yeah. and I click on the Xbox Series X listing, and it says Add to Cart. And I'm like, yes, let's go. Got it. Add to Cart. It says, wait a minute. Please wait. Please wait. For some reason... We have had a record number of people, and we're limiting the amount of people that can get into it. Needless to say, it was a no-go. Within nah. seconds of getting over to the site, it, it said, nope, we don't have any more in stock. They're, they're all gone.
0: And it was in your cart.
2: And it was, well, I, did, I didn't even get to, it said add to cart. Usually it'll say oh, sold out, okay. but I, it said add to cart. I clicked it and then it was like, please wait, please wait. Mm-hmm. And then an um, error popped up and it was like, oh, sorry. Yep. So what's well, the deal? What's the deal?
0: Well, funny you should mention that because this next article is all about the craziness of the scalper, you know, the secondhand market for the next gen consoles. Now... Initially, it was kind of thought that there was just a a, a holiday rush, you know, the combination of the holidays coming out and both of these next gen consoles, the Xbox Series X and PS5 uh, being offered around the same time that, you know, maybe after the holidays, we wouldn't see such a a crazy um, inability to simply get a hold of one of these units. Um, I mean, it's nuts, like even some big name influencers, you know, on YouTube that are, are fans of these platforms have set out right, like if it was not for them sending me one, I would not have gotten one. And these are like connected people, you know what I mean? So what's going on is um, there is this software that has been created called Carnage. And this is, uh, it's almost like the equivalent of of buying a, a hack for a game. You know, that yeah. you can you pay someone, you get access to it, and then you can, you know, manipulate the game and in you're in, in using what they have provided you. Well, in this case, the manipulation is you can get this software to basically look for all of these websites, constantly scan them for the moment that they have something in stock that you want, and then immediately just completely flush out the inventory uh, by just flooding it with orders, legitimate orders that like you can pay for. It's not like it's a, it's a scam in that sense. Um, But before before any reasonable person can have access to them, Um, and then, of course, turn them around and sell them on uh, third party marketplaces uh, such as eBay. And, you know, there's there's been this ongoing conversation about, you know, can they be slowed down? And if they even could be. Why would would someone who is selling a console be motivated to try and stop you know these types of services from existing when you know their 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 stock their inventory is getting bought out? I mean, and the numbers, just looking at them, it's absurd. You know, and this is it was the same way during the holidays, and it it looks like twenty twenty one is going to be the same story. So, PS fives right now, if you were to hop on eBay. And try and just get one, you know, and not get How into a big war. We're looking How at a, a, a cost of about eight hundred bucks um, yeah. for even just a base. Uh, a and, base model, and, yeah. And
2: the retail version is five hundred, correct?
0: So yeah, the digital only PS Five is uh, three ninety nine uh, US dollars. Um, a model with the disc drive is going to be four ninety nine. So that hundred dollar range kind of carries over onto eBay, where it's going to be about seven fifty for the digital um, and eight fifty for the disc drive edition. So coming very close to uh, doubling the price, just like that. And you know. It's the, the the crazy thing about this is, and this is true of the Xbox ones uh, or Xbox Series X as well. Um, I just checked eBay recently, and it was about somewhere in that $800 range. Where if you wanted to buy one right now and not get in, into a bidding war, um, that's that's the price you would have to pay. And it's gotten to the point now where there was a tweet from the the person that made the Carnage bot that was bragging about how um, just a couple days ago. Uh, over 2000 orders were successfully logged through their software for people that were using it to buy PS5s and they had to uh, take their account twitter uh, their twitter account private because they got so much hate and good good I'm well, of glad course. you know yeah. it's it's crazy because and you know at the end of the day this can't be good for the people that want to manu- want to create games that are exclusive to the PS5 and exclusive to the Xbox Series X. Because yeah. the longer that this goes on and the longer that scalpers can hold their inventory and be confident that Sony or Xbox can't provide the extra inventory to decrease the value of what they're holding, right? They're going yeah. to continue to do this, and again, as long as people are willing to pay those prices, they obviously are, or otherwise, why would they be scalping in the first place? Um, you know, it's it, it creates this this just just terrible environment where somebody who is just looking to get a hold of it can't even be there. You know, the minute, the second that it becomes available online, and get it because these bots have completely cornered the market.
2: I have a uh, an extension for Chrome. That allows you to see exactly when they come in stock so that you can physically go and enter your information and do it. But it's not a – it's called Octoshop. You can find it in Google – in the Google store um, under, or under the extensions. And it basically allows you to find when something is in stock for several different websites. And whenever it goes on stock or goes in stock, you can then go to that. It'll notify you. You go to that website. um, You add it to your cart, like a normal person. And then that's it. Like there's nothing other than a notification. And so with, in that sense, I think that's a great thing. But like you said, if there's a robot out there, that's entering all this information super quickly, there's nothing there's what how are we supposed to compete? You can't like it's automatically gonna be done and wiped the inventory the minute it goes back on. So it's not a matter of we're going to limit the amount of units that we allow out of the of the digital store. You know what I mean? Like, they Mm -hmm. can't just limit those. They're going to have to do something where they limit the amount or limit the – how many a a household can have. Like, you can only have one per address or whatever because these guys have to be getting – there's no way. That would stop scalpers right there, right? Because, I mean, how many friends are you going to ship PS5s to? Like (laughs) – How many family members can you really ship to? Like, if you can only ship one per household and it's based on household and not based on letting it out for a specific time, then I would hope that that would solve the problem. I mean, Brad, do you have any solutions or think of anything that might mitigate this disaster You know, I just miss the days of old
1: camp out or Russian, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, (laughs) Jingle all the way, tackle people, dive over the counter, grab the the fake console box, you know, and then go rush to the counter and then, you know, and and go up and say, I've got the box. Can you give me the actual unit? I mean, the bots have taken all the fun out of it. And, and, And for me, you know, it's like the music industry with tickets for concerts, right? These mm. bots just this third market is just booming and growing in ways that I don't think they can even really regulate. I mean, that this this is, yeah. this is this is this a, is a a, a a unfortunate side effect of innovation in in the internet and technology. It's just there's people who know how to code and craft these bots that really, I think, like you said, take away the, the enjoyment of, you know, the days of when I was a kid and I I wanted the Xbox for my birthday and my parents were able to go get it for me. And that moment of like, wow, yeah, I opened it and that feeling. Now it's like, sorry, you know, I'm going to have to tell my kid I couldn't get my hands on it or it's going to be another six months. Like, you know, you wonder how this is slowly eroding your customer base because of this third market, you know, situation. And, uh, so, yeah, I I, I just I, I'm yearning for some nostalgia on wanting to bum rush a store and, and, and grab a box.
2: Well, speaking so. <laughs> of bum rushing a store in nostalgia, that's exactly how I got my Xbox 360, um, except I didn't bum rush a store. And, um, yeah, I didn't I didn't really have to run in like Arnold Schwarzenegger or Sinbad. So I just kind of walked in. And I went to – this was at the – Nick, you'll know this. This was at the Charlestown Walmart. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. So they had – they apparently – rumors came through the grapevine. Oh, man. That they had an Xbox 360 in stock. And this was right right around Christmas time. So I think it was a little, a little after Christmas. It was mm-hmm. like maybe like January, sometime yeah. in January. And I was like, oh, man, you this was – it was right around the same time. Like they were still going for for like six or – five or 600 bucks on – and this was the Xbox 360, mind you. Right. So this, these were like five or 600 bucks on eBay and I'm sitting there like, well, I've got that money but I don't know if I really want to spend $600 on this one. I know it's 300 bucks. Luckily, word came through that they were getting some down at the – at the Walmart in Charlestown. And I was like, let's go. I'm there. And so <laughs> me and my buddy Richard shout out AAO Brute. We're going down. He's another member of Team QTV. Going down and decided we were gonna wait there and grab an Xbox 360. And so we had to like get like a ticket to mm-hmm. get You had to wait there and they did it ticket style. Yeah. So it was almost like that scene where they were like giving away those balls and he got two, (laughs) he got two, (laughs) (laughs) you know, (laughs) but I had, I had this ticket and they're like, you gotta wait here. You have to wait here. So he and I watched some, like, show that I had downloaded to my iPod. This was right when they came out with the iPod video. And be- for those of you that don't know what an iPod is, this is before an iPhone. They had this thing <laughs> that just held music. Just and the then eventually <laughs> Just the music. And then they eventually came out with one that had a screen on it. And it was kind of like the iPhone, except it wasn't a phone or touch screen and it only played other played videos. So Mm -hmm. the screen was really just a novelty. But we watched this thing on my little iPod video and waited there all night. And then midnight hit when they were allowed to, like, release it because I don't know why, because that's how stores work, I guess. For some reason, you just have to wait till midnight till the clock hits and Cinderella, you know is going to turn back into a pumpkin. Well, she never turned into a pumpkin, but you know what I'm saying. I follow. you, You got it. And then we just, like, rushed home, rushed home with the Xbox 360, and believe it or not, I got pulled over that night. Aww. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you know? It got pulled yeah. over coming home midnight. It was midnight, and they pulled me over. They said that my tags had expired, Aww. and you know what? They were right. Yeah, they <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't argue because they were right me. about that. You got me, but the reason they pulled me over is because I was in a, a black sports car with black tinted windows, and it was midnight, and they had nothing else better to do. And boy, didn't as soon as they pulled, they were two cars behind me, so yeah. they were good at checking out my license plate. Right, two cars behind me, and when they pulled out, I knew I was like Richard, Richard, bro. They're gonna, I, I'm. T- they're gonna pull us over. It's happening. It is happening. Yeah. And sure enough, a block and a half later, boy, your boy was pulled over, and I was like, "Listen, I didn't know, I didn't know." <laughs> and and your boy got off with a warning. Okay, he got off with a warning. So yeah. so sometimes saying if if you're white, I'll preface that because I'm white, mm-hmm. and you say, "I I didn't know." Then you can get off. But like Dave Chappelle said, that's a that's a white that's a white people thing. So recognize your privilege, Bruno. Well, I do.
0: <laughs> wow. And yeah, you finally got home. Yeah, but you probably had uh, Perfect Dark Zero ready to go, right?
2: Perfect Dark Zero and Call of Duty Two. Call of Duty Two.
0: The second one, the sequel. The
2: the sequel, the one oh my goodness! Rushing the beach. Of Normandy on Call of Duty 2, that's where it was at. Do you guys remember that game? Brad, did you ever play Call of Duty 2?
1: I did, and I just have to say, the fact that we got that story is because we had that opportunity to camp out and wait. And we don't get that anymore. You're right. Because they're all being bought on the internet. So I got to live that experience just now because we used to camp out. But yes, no, Call of Duty 2, for me, was one of the most impactful Call of Duty games for me. Like, Like you said, Storm of the Beach at Normandy, that was the wheelhouse for me in terms of timing with call of duty games i had a 360 myself i had two i had an original 360 and then i got the star wars uh c3po uh r2d2 release and uh well i think we
2: all had two xbox 360s because everyone <laughs> had the red ring of death and so therefore red. everyone had to but that's just an aside keep going you had the r2d2 one
1: yeah, and it, it, when you turn it on, it makes the the R two D two sound and noise, and your controller look like C three PO. But mm. that really being said, I really wanted that. I really for, for, wanted that. Maybe we can. I can give you mine if you want it. We can talk offline. <laughs> uh, uh, but no, Call of Duty two for me. Like I said, that and Perfect Dark Zero, where the two when that three sixty came out, really set the tone for me. Mm. So yeah, with with you there.
0: Yeah, it's just it's it's such a shame that yeah th- th- those types of stories. Uh, you know, now it's just gonna be that you were in the right place at the right time, mashing you know the refresh button on your on your keyboard and happened to you know catch a, a release of something digitally so that you could you could you could get it. And even then, what's crazy is you you still haven't won the war. Even after yeah. <laughs> you have you have beaten the rush, you've gotten it in your cart, you have somehow gotten this order approved. and you know, it didn't get reversed because it didn't have the inventory. You still have one more boss to fight. And that is package delivery theft. A Ugh. lot of people are are finding, and this, this is happening a lot, where a lot of people that were working for, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to say that they're working directly with or for these delivery services like USPS um, and FedEx. But, you know, we're, to, were, were being very, very attentive. And knew that the type of box that a PS5 would come in, and because it was commanding such a high price, that's such an easy steal to make a quick, you know, eight hundred to a thousand. I mean, people were easily yeah. paying four figures for a PS5 um, right right before the holidays.
2: And the company themselves takes the hit for that, like FedEx or U U UPS or whatever. So and not the individual driver. They could just say, "I never got it. I never got it from shipping, or you know, it got lost, or yeah. whatever.
0: I don't know." Like so. And, and even in a best case scenario, like you're still out. Like okay, even if you get your money back, you're still out the console. Like you you you're just you're you're stuck with everybody else. But that that seemed to be happening quite a bit. Um, of, or just packages that were PS5s just getting mysteriously lost and never arriving, or, of course, just Porch Pirates being Porch Pirates. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's such a shame that that's the kind of story where the best story you're going to get these days is just the joy of, like, seeing your kid or uh, opening it or of you yourself opening, you know, uh, something like that that you weren't expecting as a, as a present. But there's never going to be that crazy story of, like, what you had to do in a crowd of people in a mall to... <laughs> To get a hold of one of these, you know, not even necessarily a console. I um, a lot of gather the gather around is... kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tell like, me
2: about the time yeah. I refreshed my computer thirty three times in a row, and <laughs> then it said "Add to Cart"
0: thirty three times. So I clicked it. Yep, those are rookie numbers. <laughs> Ever wonder why Grandpa? <laughs> I, had a, I had a good day. It yeah. Was Ever a good wondered day. why
1: Grandpa Bruno has got carpal tunnel
0: in his right hand? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Of course. No, those
2: aren't the reasons.
0: <laughs> oh boy! But yeah, like it's 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 just such a shame that uh, that 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 type of experience won't translate going forward because it's just that's just not what uh, what you do anymore to get a hold of these. But at the same time, going no, back or to the even article, games. yeah, oh, even games, right? You know, it's it's like like we're talking about in the last episode. Unless you're going for one of those crazy premium editions of something. Um, yeah. you, you don't really need to do that anymore. And I know COVID has kind of put a damper on the concept of a midnight release. They were still happening. You know, yeah. at any time there was a big uh, Madden uh, release or, or NBA release uh, 2K, that there would still be those midnight releases. I remember once, um, and this wasn't, wasn't too long ago, one of the Amiibos that came out um, since I, I collect those. And it was the same night that an NBA game was releasing, so because they were open until midnight and the thing that the Amiibo that I was buying was also available on a midnight um, and they had it in stock, I was able to kind of piggyback off that. Oh, and nice. so like everyone's going in and out with with this basketball game and and you know trading their gamer tags and I'll, I'll see you when I get home and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like the guy walking out with like a duck hunt Amiibo. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, nice. look at me. I'm an adult. <laughs> <laughs> um, you
2: have a massive amiibo collection. We uh, are, that is something we need to put up on the yeah. on the website. Your amiibo collection because yeah. it is awesome. You've got a sweet case for them. I mean, it looks it looks like you're in a museum. It looks like you're in a museum of amiibos. It's pretty awesome.
0: I was walking through IKEA and I I the, I walked by the display cases and you know the 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 the, the was was calling my name. I said, honey. This is this is it. This is where they got to go.
2: We've come full circle. What a callback! What yeah. a callback! That was so worth the the mm-hmm. six six episode callback for that.
0: Boom! Yeah, you can't uh,
2: teach that, kids. You can't that teach
0: that all the way back in season one. I remember. I remember season one.
2: <laughs> all the way back in season one. <laughs> How far one. Yep. we've come. <laughs> How far we've come, man! Wow, wow.
0: Uh, well, I man. guess
2: that brings us to our special guest segment. Brad's beers. Brad, what's Brad drinking?
1: Well, what if I told you guys
2: that I was drinking dessert right now? Wait a second. Wait a minute. You're telling me that you have a dessert beer?
1: What if I told you I was literally drinking pecan pie? Wait a second. Did you get a milkshake? No. I have got... An imperial dessert brown ale from our good friends Moonmaker Brewing out in Auburn, California. It's a pecan pie-inspired dessert ale made with toasted pecans, vanilla beans, graham cracker, and Wisconsin maple syrup.
2: Oh, Wisconsin maple syrup! Oh, yeah, that's the best kind. That's the Don't best you know. kind of mess. That's the best kind of maple syrup.
0: <laughs> Getting some Bobby's World vibes from you there. <laughs>
1: And never did I ever expect that I'd be sitting here telling you guys that I'm drinking that a beer that is more or less a dessert. And, and the reason I bring that up, first of all, it's fantastic. I mean, the the smell. I mean, it smells and and the mouthfeel. I mean, it's it's like liquid pecan pie. So I don't know if, if you either are both fans. Mm. I am a massive fan of pecan pie. It's my favorite pie.
2: Thanksgiving I love pecan pie. I eat it yeah. through
1: the holidays. It's still cold out. I'm
2: I'm looking for something to warm my palate. This is the best of both worlds. I'm a big pie guy. So, I like pie. So, pecan that's that sounds amazing. And, and, and so
1: the reason I bring this up is is it's really kind of representative of what we've been talking about today, right? We're we're talking about the evolution of the gaming kind of you know even the the streaming or the the past game pass market how the game gaming's changing bruno you even mentioned could xbox be going to this platform of where you don't even need a console anymore you pick up a controller and you play at any device anywhere something completely different than where we've been historically speaking and i feel like the craft beer market's kind of done something similar you go back 10 20 30 years beer beers were simple right you pick up a beer it's yeah. made with four ingredients. You know, it's made with grain, hops, mm-hmm. yeast, and water. And yeah, totally. for the same point, and you, you crack it open, you taste it, you got your bud, your Coors, your Miller, whatever, and that's what you got. Flash forward now, the craft beer market is innovating and you're getting dessert beers, sours, ones that have been barrel aged in whiskey or wine. And and it's just a, it's so fun to be sitting here and saying, yeah, I've got a beer but it's it it tastes like dessert, right? And so, it's yeah. just an evolution mm. of of where we think something can be, and then where it goes, and what it and it eventually becomes. And so, uh, just a really fun drink. It, it, it gives you holiday nostalgia. It gives you, uh, you know, that nightcap you're looking for to just say, "Man, I I've I got a sweet tooth, but I I could go for a drink." This this checks every mm. box.
2: Nice.
0: That's do what I'm you, talking
2: about. So, so, do you ever get nostalgic for those simple beers? Then, if we're talking about nostalgia, or are you always like, no? At, at this point, the craft beer market has just has become too innovative to like. We were talking about where when you go back to some of these old video games, or maybe you know some of these just plain beers, if you want to call them that, and you it doesn't give you the same memories that you thought because you're like ah i've just my the, my palate's grown so much and and games have grown so much that this isn't this isn't a classic so much as it is a disappointment <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a great question and, and i'll throw you a curveball i'm going to throw you an answer i don't think you're expecting it's like when a game gets remastered craft breweries respect and honor the legacy of where beer has come from, right? So going back to the original breweries in Germany and even our macro, you know, breweries in the United States, yet they take those simplistic recipes, those simplistic ideals, and they make and they make and brew their own versions, right? So I can still go to the craft brewery yeah. like a moonraker and get a simple lager or a pilsner that represents what I could get at the local store, but is yet made with the, and remastered with the the finesse and the approach that the craft breweries bring to all of their beers. And so, yeah, do I go back and have one of those every once in a while? You're right. Yeah, of course I do. And it's fantastic because it's, it's that nostalgia of what I used to have, but it's been remastered. It's been improved and it's kind of been brought into the 21st century in a way that gives me more intensity, more flavor And and enjoyment that, you know, I could go back and still get the original and play that and maybe for one or two times it gives me that vibe. But it's a new way of enjoying something that's still a classic.
0: It's fascinating how almost like that we were talking about this in a a past episode as well with you, Brad, about how. A lot of these uh, places that you go to buy beer, you know, you're just assaulted by all of these crazy labels and (laughs) and ideas where it's like it. it, And there was a recently, I forget where I saw it, but it was literally just some people who said, you know what? Enough is enough. We're going to we're going to counter that. And they did it by just offering these plain white cans that just said beer in just plain <laughs> black lettering. And then below that, like in smaller lettering, it's just beer. It's just and like beer. How, how genius is that to, to, to pull your attention away from all the craziness of what you're seeing and to just be like, hey, we've got some beer here. Would you like to drink it? Even if it was, you know, overpriced and it probably would be, um, I would still try it once, but... Yeah, I, I I'm also reminded, Brad, of when you talk about the the, the, the pecan pie flavor. Did you ever, did you guys, did you guys ever try the uh, Jones Co. sodas back in the day?
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean they still make them. Um, I don't think they have quite as many flavors as they used to, but there was a while there where like Jones Co. was like the like trendy soda, kind of before craft soda was a thing, right? And. I remember at one point they came out and I think this was more for shock value and like collector's value than to actually try it. But they came out with that Thanksgiving pack where it was like a four pack of like different (laughs) things that you would eat in a Thanksgiving meal in soda form.
2: Was one of them like gravy? It was like gravy soda.
0: There was a green bean casserole soda there was like a turkey. I know there was a cranberry sauce soda, and that which is easy, right? Just cranberry. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think I think there was a pumpkin pie soda, and that's what made me what it made me think of was like, okay, I, I see what they're doing here. It's uh, yeah, it's it's always fun to have those uh, all in one kind of combination flavors.
1: It, it really, you know, like I said, I think there, it's like the game pass, right? Craft breweries are putting out beers in a, in a beer portfolio that applies to the audience, right? You can go in and say, I'm going to go. I'm gonna go in for the classic this time, or I'm gonna go dabble in this new, this new release that seems cool in premise, but maybe after playing it or trying it once or twice, eh, I'll go back to what I know, right? So uh yeah, you yeah. know, I, I really think it's uh this one in particular for me kind of hits home on that that dessert vibe, the the pecan flavor, and 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 the Wisconsin maple syrup, I, I don't wanna understate that. I've had a few pecan beers and pecan pie beers out there. This one with the Wisconsin maple syrup really gives you the most authentic, authentic flavor in that regard. So, uh, kudos to Moonmaker! Uh, shout out to them, love them. They're out in Auburn, California. Uh, really dig them. On the way, if you're if you're in the Northern California Bay Area, it's on the way to North Lake Tahoe. So, uh, not a bad stop on your way. Nice little plug there to come visit. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's just another one that it's it's fun. So I really appreciate you guys being interested and in, and in getting to hear uh, hear about it.
2: See, I told you it was that Wisconsin maple syrup, Bobby. It was don't the Wisconsin. Don't you know it's that Wisconsin maple syrup that does what? That's what does it over, okay? That's what you need in a pumpkin pie, Bob.
0: <laughs> Very good. Yeah, like the five people that uh, that recognize Bobby's rudder are like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That. Five people. <laughs> yeah, that show. Oh
2: my goodness, we're 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 gonna have a whole episode on nineties nineties cartoons. Because it's, gonna it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. As long as you, as sure. long
1: as you do your five or six different voices, Bruno, to throughout the whole episode to talk about that, I, I'm on board.
2: So funny story that is something that I practiced as a kid was doing different cartoon voices um and sound effects and whatnot and so I do have an arsenal of wow. random voices that we will you will ultimately hear on this podcast so I hope to assault your senses with with <laughs> different <laughs> voices I guess that was such a weird word to say. <laughs> Well, I figured I'd share with everyone what I'm drinking before we go and Ah, wrap things up. And I know it's going to surprise everyone, but I'm actually having half tea, half lemonade today, which might be known in some circles as an Arnold Palmer. But, man, it's good. I tell you, Arnold Palmer Mm. alert.
0: Take a sip. (sighs) There it is. I knew it was coming. I knew the sip was coming. He's got to take the sip.
2: So good, so good, so refreshing. It really is.
0: Good for you. Yep. Well, hey, speaking of, uh, speaking of uh, tasty endings there, that's uh, about it for our podcast today. Thanks again, Brad, for stopping by. Always a treat to have you on the show.
1: Thank you guys a bunch. Always a pleasure and looking forward to uh, listening to the the future shows. Keep it up.
0: Yeah, definitely. And don't forget, uh, check out uh, QuitTheBuild.com. A lot happening this week with uh, the new blogs that we've got on there. Uh, One of our uh, QTB members, Justin, did a crazy write-up on the uh, Shenmue series, which he's a big fan of, and and how uh, uh, the the Shenmue 3 uh, Kickstarter kind of came to be. and I I won't spoil it, but it's a great read. Check that out. Yeah, be sure to check out all the other great stuff that's available. Bruno, you did an awesome job with that website. Great job, man.
2: Thanks so much, Nick. I do appreciate it, and I do appreciate all our listeners out there. Thanks so much for tuning in. For Nick, I'm Bruno.
0: And for Bruno and Brad, I'm Nick. Peace out, what it do.